proudest day and the proudest time and the, the seat of a relic here because that day and that hour and those minutes I got the butt between my teeth you know I really stood up and was counted and said this is not getting away I remember when we pulled on our helmets and Donald says to me what are we doing I said we're going for gold Barrett that's all we said I can still picture that run that was just the best best run ever Welcome along to Crunching Gears, the Rally Podcast. Another special following hot on the heels of our RAC Rally Special. We have the Clarney Historic Special as well. And But can you please like, share, rate, subscribe, all those things always make a difference and continue doing what you're doing. Uh, I suppose before we start, we should say who we have on this week. We have Johnny Greer and Kirsty Ruddock and Rory Kennedy, Michael McDade and then David Casey. And then, as well as that, then that's from the historic side of the event. Then from the modified, we have Rob Duggan, Kevin Eves, Chris Melley, and Derek Gallagher. And then a nice wee story then to kind of finish off that is Derek James and Martin Brady. Derek, an American guy coming over here, first time competing in the Irish tarmac. And I just think it's a great wee story and good crack as well, too. But, you know, great event, Connor, at the weekend there again. Ah, oh, cracking event, cracking event. And, you know, as you say, hot on the heels of the RAC where we were drooling over the social media, looking at all those lovely historic cars. And then great to see them down in Killarney and a fantastic entry as well. For sure, for sure. And the, the historic has really gained the popularity. You know, we've been championing, the, you know, the historic rally in Ireland for the past year and more now. And the, the way the popularity of the championship has grown. And like Declan alludes to it whenever we're talking there. Like a few years ago, I think there was 40 odd cars started clearly historic, you know, historic spec cars. That's almost now 70. So like it's getting close to double. And he says there's huge interest from a lot of other competitors. And it's so well com- uh, supported as well by like English and Welsh crews and all that, who, you know, didn't do the RAC and are prepared to come over and do clearly. So, you know, we, <laughs> uh, Sean Moriarty mentioned maybe like an Irish historic event, uh, you know, like a three, four, five day event. I think there's something there, Connor. Oh, I think there definitely is. The, the, the seeds have to be sown at this stage for, for something. And, you know, I'm sure there's plenty of people would love to rally around that, pardon the pun, but to, to get it up and running properly. That's for sure. That's for sure. You know, like there's so much good wall out there and the historic rallying in such a good place. And we're now starting to see it's not just Mark II, Mark II. But, you know, we're starting to see a bit of variety, like, you know, Johnny Greer and the Sierra Dunn and the, the, the BM and all, you know, which is also great to see as well. That's it. You know, the the more variety, the better. Like, we, you know, you look at what goes on in Germany, the Eiffel Rally in the summer and, you know, some of the historic rallies that have taken place. And even from when we were talking to Marty and Barney, you know, what they were saying that the, the other, you know, some of them was like, it's going to an old Group B event nearly from the, the 80s, you know, where you're seeing Lancias and Audis and everything. So it'd be fabulous now if we got that into Ireland. That's for sure. That's for sure. We can but dream. We can but dream. Um, I think without further ado, we'll catch up with the historic brigade from the weekend. Killarney Historic to the weekend. And Johnny, you made it two ones. Um, nice rally for you. It was. It's uh, it was always good to go down to the Killarney at the end of the year. It's kind of become traditional for us now at the, to finish the year off a nice trip to, to Killarney and through the Sierra bit of it. So the, the last two years obviously have been very good and it was great to uh, be able to repeat it and, and bring home the Bring home the trophy again this year, so it's been it's been good. Yeah, we had a good event and uh, everything went pretty much according to plan. So uh, yeah, couldn't really complain. 
Excellent. And Kirsty, you got the call up to return to the co-driver seat. Um, was it nice to, to slot back in beside Johnny again? Um, yeah, it was, um, it was surprisingly easy. Like it, it didn't seem like it had been as long as it was. And, um, but we've done so many rallies together that it, you know, over the last 13 years. So, I mean, it's, it just was easy. <laughs> yeah. You know, they, they always say, you know, about riding the bike, once you learn, you never forget. And was it, you know, was it as simple as that once, uh, you know, you sat in beside him, the, the, once the Ricky started and you had your pencil in your hand, it was, it was natural. It sounds like a cliche, but yes, um, you know, um, it didn't, it just, it just all just seemed to go like it used to. So um, no complaints from me. Excellent, excellent. And Rory, the, the BMW roared and uh, got on the, the best it could, but the four wheel drive just seemed to have give you, give John and M that wee bit of an advantage. Well, I suppose um, four wheel drive was very, it was required on quite a few places in that rally. And, um, uh, at those times that we could have done before we drive right too, but look, hey, fair play, John and Kirsty drove the perfect rally. I, they came back from I think maybe eleven or twelve seconds down, Johnny, whatever it was at the, at one point, or maybe even fifteen seconds down, and come back to win. And you know, there's no better way of winning than coming from behind like that and just ch chipping away at it and then getting it on the second last piece and finally won it on the last. So fair play to them. But look, we we concentrated on our own rally, Kevin. We um. We went there, we pretty much had a perfect rally. We Donna never put a foot wrong, never put a wheel out of place. Um, everything worked perfectly, our tire choices, um, our, our decision making was all correct and everything went our way, but we gave it our best shot and uh, unfortunately on the day it wasn't enough, but it was very enjoyable. And as I've told you many times before, there's no better car to rally in than a BMW M3. Yeah. And I know Michael and, and Declan there are escort protagonists and fair play to them. But boys, I can tell you, the M3 is incredible. And for me, who's rallied them way back in the 90s, it's a, it's a great honour and a great privilege to be able to do it again, do it all over again with such a good driver as Donna. And, you know, he showed by good, committed driving. The stage times were very impressive. And, you know, it just shows that um, he still he still got it, like. That's for sure, that's for sure. And, like, Johnny, like, as Rory said there, like, coming up, coming from behind and, like, going into the last stage, like, there still was a cliffhanger. It was by no means like, a, a done deal. Like, does that bring its own pressures, or do you just have to drive your own rally and forget about everything else? I think to a certain extent, you have to do your own thing. Uh, you're always against the clock at the end of the day of the rally. You just have to do what feels comfortable. But uh, certainly, we would have preferred a bit of a better margin going into the last <laughs> stage, to, especially being in the dark and everything else. But uh, you don't really know. I mean. We dropped a lot of time in the in the second stage of the rally on sort of a, on a slick tire, and probably in wet conditions. But it didn't feel like you were dropping that much time, and it was very hard to gauge. You know, we felt like we we're having good stages, and then Dono was coming back at us and taking time out of us again. So we didn't really know where the pace was, or we didn't really know if anything we were doing was going to be good enough until the times arrived. Um, so even the the sort of the last stage of the of the rally was sort of giving our best shot and. The nighttime driving, I, I love nighttime rallying. I love the atmosphere of it and everything else, but uh, I'm not usually that fast in the, in the night. So <laughs> I was sort of came down through, our, through the stage times and I think we were maybe a second slower than we were in the daylight. And I sort of thought, oh, that could be a problem because you don't know, it could go quicker. 
and I think he, he did go quicker than his time, but lucky enough, we, we just had done enough just to just to pip it. But yeah, it's sort of at the at, at that night stage, you were just sort of like you just have to take it as it comes. You just have to go and give it your best shot and see and see where you end up, and that's all you can really do. Um, and that's kind of I think maybe if we're pointing behind going into the last stage instead of pointing in front. It may have changed the, the the approach a bit. You maybe would have went a bit, took a bit more few risks, but we, we did give it our best shot, and lucky enough, the time was good enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Kirsty, like yeah, the club has to be applauded for taking you know the, the brave decision to run a night stage. You know, like it was a lot of work on the club, but I think it paid off in the end, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think that you know rallies become a bit stale if they're just the same every year. I mean, you can go to some rallies and they just turn out the same rally year on year so it was it was nice to do something different and I know you asked about Mull's Gap and things and you know yeah it, it wasn't the same but you know it keeps it fresh and it, it makes it you know a challenge for everybody yeah yeah I'd probably you know made it more of a level playing field for everybody as well because you know we always hear about the secret of the gap and one thing or another and been so many people up at so many times <laughs> that they've almost got it perfected so to, to take it away from that at present a new challenge maybe yeah i think so and i mean it's um there's not that many rallies have a dark element um you know maybe it would be nicer to do more than one stage but i think um by the end it was it was pretty nice to just get finished (laughs) (laughs) and michael you know no moles gap but, you know, it shows what Killarney has to offer that, yes, it was missed, but, it, you know, it, it didn't leave a massive void in the rally. No, I, I actually thought there was, as someone said earlier, that there was a bit of a leveller because it, it took me four or five times to actually get it. You improve on every time you do it. So I've done it four or five times now and I thought, it, you know, they always talk about you can gain 30 seconds or you lose 30 seconds on somebody up there. And I, I definitely that's the way I found it like. But uh, Yarra Lake was exceptionally good. Like I, I, I only done it once the opposite way. I thought it was a superb stage. Really liked it. Because a lot of people were saying they actually nearly preferred it that way, and you know it was because the corners were tight and it provided a different challenge. It's definitely tricky. Like them tight and corners could catch in. I suppose the the the, the wet and the different conditions is it's tricky. Them tight and corners because you don't know whether the car is going to give or you know go on around it or just maybe skid off. It's very very easy done. Whereas when it's bone dry, you can, you know, that she's going to stick for a certain, you know, a lot longer. Like, mm-hmm. and, and like, and I suppose then that's where yourself, you know, in the co-driver's seat comes in. Like, you know, you're having to read the notes, but also try and, you know, read where Michael's at and where he needs to be pushed and where he needs to be pulled in. Yeah. Um, again, Car Lake is a very busy stage to call, but uh, we had two good runs over it. But the second time. We took the bones of 30 seconds off of our first stage time. So like that's just that was just two runs over one particular stage. You know, it made an awful difference with the weather. And I suppose confidence was growing. I did sit with Michael since the Cork 20. And um it does take a stage or two to get back in the groove again. Like, but once we once we got back on it, then we were flying for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like and Michael, like, the way you can you can go between gravel and tar. Like, does it take a stage even to get back into like a tar mindset again away from the gravel? I probably does. I'd say, well, you still try, you know, yourself. It's a slightly different style, but I can't really explain it to you. Like, you just have to get in and do it. <laughs> but back to Rory about the M3 there. Uh, he was saying we're big Marty fans. I have to say, I thought the BMW was one of the most beautiful cars of the rally. 
and let Donna know that I'd happily swap him for a day. <laughs> <laughs> you may have to join a queue there, I think. I would say that, yeah. <laughs> Might have to sign a petition. <laughs> yeah. But, Johnny, like, the, the Sierra like, has been developed now over the last couple of years, and it really has become reliable and fast now as well, too, which is important. It is. I mean, the, the, we started the, the project, ooh, I'd say it's nearly 10 years ago now when we first really started to, to, to make plans to, to get the car up and running. Uh, and the first Clarny we went to, the car was finished. Like we were still working the car in scrutiny on the Friday of the rally, still trying to finish off bits and pieces. And just, you know, those sort of cars, you're, you're building them, it's old technology and it's old parts you're using. You're always going to run into issues. Um, the first year we came, we finished the rally and it was just about getting the finish. The car wasn't overly competitive. Uh, we were putting up some not too bad stage times we thought we're making progress um and the next year we arrived the car all of a sudden was quite competitive um i think it was stage five or six maybe um we actually retired in the road section the 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 time belt failed on the on the engine and that on the road section that was the end of that and then the next year we came back again have another go at more problems um but it's all it's all learning you know you need these things these things happen with sort of cars of that age and we always knew that it was a we're sort of accepted that was going to happen anyway so when we came back last year obviously everything run faultlessly um i kind of when we thought we we're pushing our luck by going back again to try for a second time round but um but yeah this year everything this thing every year clicked again and it was just it was just perfect so it's it's rewarding you know when, when you have a car like that that doesn't work out of the box and you have to take it back and try again and try again and try again it does it does make it worthwhile but to be fair, the guys like um, you know, Muchy Marcus and the guys in DGM really stood bad and, and have, have worked hard at to get up to a stage where the car is now competitive and fairly reliable. So it's uh, yeah, it kind of it kind of it's kind of nice to get to the stage with the car, and it sort of means a lot to us to get it, to get up there. And we always, you know, my dad used to rally Sierras back in the in the early nineties, and and the, the guys used to run into the same kind of problems back then. So they haven't uh, they haven't got any better or any worse since. <laughs> And I suppose it's not like an escort. You can't go to like the man down the road and say, you know, what do you do with this here? It's, it is kind of trial and error, and you know, figure it out yourselves more or less. Pretty much, yeah. You know, you're you're relying on the on the old on the stuff that people remember. You know, you're like even the people that sort of worked with my dad back in the day. You know, you're relying on their knowledge of how the cars worked back then and all the things you had to look out for and stuff like that. But the cars are starting to become more popular, but you still don't have the same backup you have for other for other historic cars out there. So like of even um last one well, last week or we had an issue with the or say two weeks ago now, we had an issue with the gearbox and we had to take it out and send it up to England to get to get it repaired. And this was on the, the Wednesday. And we didn't get the gearbox back until the Thursday of the rally. So we didn't get back until last Thursday. So we that sort of was another thing that uh, sort of caught us by surprise but it's just uh, and even the people over in england who are making the gearboxes are saying they're struggling to get parts to keep the things going so it's it's uh it is slowly coming online i think the car if the car gets more popular you'll see more people but at the minute it's kind of you're just trying to like pick things you can buy off people here and there and something was up for sale you see you just buy it and put it in the shed and you think well it's going to break that part at some point as well <laughs> you know, so, um so that's basically what it is, but I, I enjoy it. Like I think it's quite nice to to uh, the, the trade off against sort of modern modern rallying with modern cars and against mm -hmm. the historic car. It, it is quite nice to to do it every once in a while. 
for sure, for sure. And like Rory, from your point of view, like the the BM has become more popular. Like uh, mods has really taken it to a whole new level. And like I think there was a new one there seen last week, and it's chassis number forty four now. Like the BM has become so popular again, and. Like for you, is it like stepping back? Is it like uh, reeling in the years? Maybe that's the way I should put it. I would you could say that, Kevin. It's like don't forget now. It's almost thirty three years or so since we were in them cars. Like so, it's a distant memory, really. And as I look around my office here, I'm sure there's a few pictures of her somewhere here on the wall. You know, but um, like they're an iconic car from an iconic era. Like they were the last of the two wheel drives, really, before you moved on to the four wheel drive uh, era of rallying. You know, and um, of course when you saw what when you saw what um, Patrick Snyers did in the Manx and then some of the great runs that both us and us and Mikhail had, you know, and then of course the cars in Europe as well, the pro driver on there, they were, they were incredible cars to have. And that's the, the, the cars that Matt's, Matt's band of brand, the fellow in Holland who builds all these cars, they're built like brand new cars. Like you get them, obviously zero miles, but the, the, the build quality is incredible and reliability is very good, even though we had a couple of issues earlier this year. But, by and large, they're very reliable as well, and um, fantastic car to drive and make fantastic noise, and um, it's just um, it's a pleasure to be on them. To tell you the truth, mm -hmm. and the Kirsty, like we often hear about, you know, the, the how relaxed and the good camaraderie. I can never say that word between all the historic crews and all that. Was it nice to be back and involved in all that as well too? Um, yeah, it was. Um. And it was really nice, it sounds really silly, but like it was so nice for everybody to say, oh, it's nice to see you or welcome back. Or, you know, I was getting a lot of messages from people after the rally and things and you think, oh, it's just, you know, it's nice. Yeah. And it just becomes like, again, like you say, slotting in again. Like it's just, you know, the, they'd obviously missed you, but it was good to see you back too. Yeah. So, no, um, I really enjoyed the weekend. It's, um, I really always enjoy going rallying at Killarney, whether it's in May or December. So, um, you know, I, I thought the rally was great. For sure, for sure. And like Michael, this was the kickstart of the, you know, the, the Tarmac Championship now in 2024. Like, the historic rallying's in a really good place. Brilliant. Uh, it's, it's really took off, like. Mind you, I didn't actually register for the championship this year, because last <laughs> year, I thought it was jinxed, because last year I registered and I, I ended up by hitting a bale and landing beached for five minutes so i says i'm just my luck if i do it again i says so i says right i'm not heading the championship to see how to get on so <laughs> so sod's law is it yeah that's good to say is your cool driver not a bit annoyed with that <laughs> oh he's happy enough he's doing he is he's a bit of a what would you call this um oh i can't think of the phrase be Maybe careful now be careful now he's he's in there a bed with a few different people <laughs> <laughs> Slapper, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say jiggle but slapper, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah, Declan, like you know, you are so heavily involved with the the promotion and all of the historic championship. But like, that was some advert for uh, the weekend. Yeah, it was unbelievable. I mean, there was a there was a kind of a rally going on up the front where there was one or two or three racing each other, and then there was a gang of a gaggle of escorts, if that's the term. <laughs> um, between about fourth place and tint, and there was it was fractions of seconds. We were coming off the stages, and how did we get on? How did we get on? And we were, I think, we were sixth or seventh in the first stage. The conditions were very, very poor for us. We had a huge downpour just as we were sitting on the line, 
and we we found it difficult to look out the windscreen at times, but got through it anyway, got out the end of it, and um, one of our service crew was actually in service watching Killian's, um, was it Killian, was it the end of one, was, mm-hmm. uh, watching the video, and he just texted me, and he said, Tom Davies is after doing a 7.15, and I said to Mike, mm-hmm. we're after doing a 7.41, like, so I said, we're well out of it now, like, but it turned out to finish that there was a 30 second mistake in the time or something. So we were actually, very, we were right there. We were right there in the mix, but that was a bit downheartening until we figured it out later on. Like, but as the day went on, we, we settled in, we improved and um, we eventually made our way to the top of the S-car bunch, but we were still, what was this? We were almost two minutes off the, 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 the two leaders at the end, you know, but it's just the way things fell. We, we kept it nice and clean. Michael drove very well. And uh, we didn't have any huge issues. Um, alternator. Apart from the alternator, gave up um, at the end of stage five. And um, we pulled in to check the fuel in one road section. And when we went to start the car, there wasn't even a click. There was nothing. <laughs> and uh, panic for about five seconds. And then, we, in fairness, the next competing car behind us stopped and, and helped to give us a push. And only for that, we'd be up the middle of a mountain with no phone reception. And... Uh, <laughs> But look, this that's the way it goes. Some days some days you get a touch of luck and some days you don't. So yeah. it just happened that that was going into Shanra. Shanra was shortened because of an oil spillage. So that was only half the lint it should have been. Pushed the car to start the Shanra to get her going and drove Shanra and straight into service. And we were hox lucky. Yeah. So we got it fixed. It was only wire off. And um, got that sorted out and got to the end. Thanks be to God. Yeah, like Michael, as Declan said there, like some days it works for you and there's some days it doesn't, and it's nice to get the wee rub of the green now and again too. Oh jeez, I any day you finish is good, but to get a to get a podium is even better, like. Mm-hmm. And it was great actually, as Declan said, when the first stage was over, he stayed onto the times there. I cannot try and steer my own rally and say right, I'm just racing myself and nobody else. But um, and you're listening to the times and you're saying, geez, you know, the them Welsh boys are they're really quick. They're it's a big competition here today, like, and and then you're okay. And then as the day goes on, you're suddenly well. As he said, we bedded in. We suppose we started clicking again, um, and 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 it's nice to actually finish ahead of them. But yeah. I suppose at the end of the day is better. The most important thing is to finish and not wreck the whole thing. Like. Mm-hmm. I think, as you say, like you know, you have one Donegal now in Killarney and all too. Like or with one, the you know, the escort part of the thing, like. That must give you good confidence now that you can go anywhere on the outer surface and be competitive. Aye, well, we know it's it's all it's, it's it's like everything else. There's a mixture. It can be a mixed bag, and if all the things in the bag go well, you can do well. But they're so temperamental, you know. As just like with like the the engine, the throttle bodies, the alternators. Like last year, there was at least three or four rallies we had either an alternator wire broke or a battery, and there's some I don't know why there's the high vibrations, but I suppose they are old cars. But like the car beats totally every time it's just taken. Like the car sent away every to the guys who service, and like this go over very very finely. And but it's just that these things happen randomly. Like mm-hmm. yeah, no, and Johnny, you know that more than anybody that like you work in the way cars all the time. Like. Yes, you can prepare as best you can, but there's always going to be some variable that's going to put a spanner in the works. It's it's always it's motorsport, as they say, isn't it? Um, yeah, I think the, the the likes of that's what I find with with driving the likes of Sierra and stuff. You have to be a lot more 
mechanically minded with the cars. You have to remember that they can't take the same abuse that the likes of the R5s and stuff can can take, um, which is sort of you struggle to get your head around a few t- when you start driving them. But yeah, that's that's just the way it is. You know, the, back in the day, it would have been the same thing. You know, the guys back when the cars were new wouldn't probably have been as aggressive on them because they knew that the cars couldn't take the abuse. You know, so they learned like probably be more a better finesse with the cars, whereas the sort of cars that I grew up with more bulletproof you become a bit let's say lazy or ignorant maybe be the way to say with them you know <laughs> and uh it's having to remember that the like, even the sort of stuff some of the jumps in Killarney you're you're in the art in the sort of the rally two cars you're you're hitting the jumps with the foot nailed to the throttle and just landing and the transmission everything takes it and i think the first sort of jump we came to and i think it was in car lake and in, in the in the Sierra, I took it with my foot well into the floor, and when it landed, I sort of then I thought, "Oh, that wasn't a great idea," <laughs> you know. Um, so things like that, then you sort of think, "Right, I can't I remember to do that again." Uh, but yeah, that's that's the way they are. It's 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 it is what it is. It provides a, another element to the whole thing. It's not just yourself you have to worry about. It. It's the car and look after it, and, and really all that sort of side of it. So yeah, it's 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 a team effort. It's it's us in the car, and it's the guys repairing the car as well. If if one doesn't do the right thing. The car's not getting the end, doesn't matter who it is. So, it, uh, yeah, it's, it's something you have to learn and just, just live with, really. Yeah. And, like, I spoke to uh, Sean Moriarty last week from, you know, and we, we sort of threw the idea out there of, like, the RAC rally, how popular it was. And, like, the circuit Aaron back in the day was the ultimate rally, the ultimate turnback rally in the world. Do you think there would be an appetite out there for a historic rally that would last maybe three, four days in Ireland? Maybe Johnny, take that first day, Johnny. Sorry. Yeah, I think there would be. Um, I mean, like the, the seeing the success of the RAC has been for years now. I think there is the appetite for that sort of classic sort of the way the rallies were run. Um, I don't know how it would work logistically, but you know, you have the if something like the old circuit. You know, if you're starting in Belfast or something like that, and you're running down to. Waterford, Cork, Killarney, back up again. I mean, of course, that would be fantastic. But uh, there's a lot of there would be a lot of probably a lot of things that need to happen between Motorsport UK and Motorsport Ireland to make that happen. But it would. I just, I just, don't, I'm just not sure how the, the two or three weeks you need to to do the recce would work. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, it, uh, I, I think it'd be fantastic if it was something I'd love to do. If the if the if the opportunity ever came up to do something like that, a classic route and and let the rally move rather than sort of like the centralized servicing that we're used to now. I think traveling and, you know, having your chase and having your sort of your service and moving with the rally would be class. I think it'd be, it'd be something that there'd be a lot of appetite for, especially people coming from Europe. They're doing those big rallies, like sort of like a San Remo classics and things like that. I think it'd be mega. For sure, for sure. And Rory, like you were fortunate enough to, like, you know, see the circuit whenever it was in its plum. Like, you know, was it, you know, is it something that you could see happening again, or you think it's end that ship sealed? Well, the current format rallies came as well, and it was totally the opposite to what this concept is from the five-day or four-day rally that sort of traverses around the country, north to south and south back to north again. I mean, uh, I'm not sure how this would work. I'm I, I, look, I think it's a great idea. I think something again I would love to do. I've done the five-day circuits, the four-day circuits. I've done the freaking one day or eight stage circuits, you know. So, I mean, it'll be something. I think it's something. If you're going to do something like this, obviously, it'd be for historic cars. And, you know, um, uh, maybe you could do one day, say, in the north, for example, based in Belfast. The next, I'm just taking this as an example. 
then maybe the next day in Waterford, and you're on the stages around Waterford, and then maybe the next day transfer everything over to Killarney and you're up there and then back up north again or up through Galway and then back north again and you know have all the individual clubs in the individual areas you know organized there but off the rally but it's all very well saying that <laughs> but not in the practice <laughs> a major a major job but you know I'm just looking one thing about about this um the RAC rally was oversubscribed with entries there and as far as I as far as I know it's uh, I could be wrong, Johnny, you could correct me on this, but I think it's about three and a half grand per entry fee for the RAC. Yeah, and, I think so, yeah. Yeah, it's upwards than that. And, you know, if you take, if you take, I was just looking there, Killarney Historics had 68 entries in the historic section. And I'm just wondering about the feasibility of that. You know, if you took, Killarney Historics is probably one of the, well, obviously it's the best historic, standalone historic rally in Ireland. And it's only attracting 68 entries. Maybe Declan would know more about this, but you would need more to make it more feasible, to make the project feasible, obviously. But um, I'm not sure is that a reflection on what you would attract to a major event like a three, four, five-day circuit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For sure, for sure. And Declan, what's your thoughts on that one? Well, if we just go back a couple of years in Killarney, which is the only dedicated historic rally, um, they were running numbers of 40 to 45 only five years ago. So to come from 40 to 45 up to, what did you say, Rory, 68? 68 on the ambulance this year, yeah. So, like, you're you're not too far away from doubling there, like, uh, in, in a space of a couple of years. I know over COVID, a lot of fellas built cars and so on. But it's definitely growing year on year. year, on year. Yeah. Now, you still don't have enough to have a historic-only rally. You still need a bit of backup from the modifieds. But I'm sure there's a couple of modified men wouldn't turn their nose down at two or three days and send the car either, like. Yeah. But, um we're definitely heading that direction. Like there's there's more and more interest. I got a lot of messages there now since the weekend of fellas looking for uh, specifications for cars, of thinking of building a historic car, and there seems to be a bit of a buzz in it. And do you know, it's definitely getting more and more airtime. And even even last night, we were organising um getting a a compilation video done of just the historic competitors. Do you know? Because all the guys that are doing the, the the videos on YouTube and stuff, it's a mix and match of both, um, which is fine too. But it's nice to get our own historic fellas uh, seeing that every car would be shown at least once, you know, so that at least you have something to take away from the event that uh, that you did. So um, we're kind of building on that kind of stuff all the time, um, changing bits and pieces in the championship. Um, one of the biggest ones there now for Killarney, people may or may not have known, but... Some people had power steering in their historic car until this year. But the power steering now is completely out. So before you could get away with having it in your car, there was this bit of a myth that you, if you had a doctor's cert to say that you needed it, that you could use it. But our opinion always was, if you needed a doctor's cert, you should probably be in class 13 or class 12 or class 9. <laughs> you know? should be in the rocking chair. <laughs> but Rory there look Rory's nearly 85 and he's still perfect <laughs> why, would you need, why would you need power steering like do you know what I mean so, um, we're do you know it's making it fairer for everyone a lot of the cars are extremely similar and the racing is fantastic and it's 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 hundreds of seconds like and it's I can't I, I can't tell you how great it is to be honest it's fantastic for sure, for sure. And Kirsty, you've seen firsthand like the, the RAC rally and the buzz that it's creating and all. Like, there is a real appetite out there for a historic rally at the moment. 
Yeah, I mean, the the, the REC came to where I live on the third day. Mm. Um, and, you know, the number of spectators that were watching and the number of marshals that they're able to get. I mean, I run a, help run a little rally around here in September and we really struggled for marshals this year to the point that, you know, we're running three stages and we were so short even just the day before. And the same the same people from our club going out to marshal, you know, they had 62 marshals to go and marshal about seven miles. I mean, you could nearly start at the beginning and hold hands all the way to the end. <laughs> I don't know what it is that the REC has that's special, but, you know, people seem to love it. For sure, for sure. And like Michael, you know, what would your thoughts be on like a, you know, a three or four or five day circuit and, you know, an inverted commas? Would that be something that would appeal to you as well? Absolutely, as long as you get the green card. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to bring a few of my people with me. <laughs> and have to stay in nicer places than we do stay when we go to England. To <laughs> <laughs> be Airbnb and in the cheapest place we get, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Declan would you sure you'd be well be well catered for. <laughs> I could buy an old camper van me. <laughs> I think I need a lorry for you boys. <laughs> Johnny, is the plan in place for 2024 now, or is it, well, you know, for the historics, or is it get the, the Tarmac Championship over with first? <laughs> As you should keep saying, you know, that we'll think about over the winter break, but then I sort of realised that actually Galway, there's less of a break between now and Galway than there was between the Ulster and the Clarny <laughs> Historics, so <laughs> I've kind of been putting that one away off and off and off, but yeah, the, we had planned it to be in Galway. It would be the first thing we'll try and do. Um, Tarmac Championship probably be our priority, but we still would like to do more stuff with a historic car. You have sort of just ruled it out for for one event, and um, with a few projects we want to build as well. With things with things that are in the pipeline, we want to get up and running probably next year as well. So more more gauge towards historic stuff as well. So that's that's kind of what we're thinking. But um, it's. I say it's it's not long coming around till Christmas and then prep for Galway and after that. But uh, it feels very far away now. But we really have to start making a, a more sort of more concrete plan. Yeah, like a fantastic battle at the top end. Like Dono was leading up until what stage six, and uh, Johnny then just started to edge ahead. He was no point eight then on seven, and then what was it three point seven seconds at the end or something? It was so close. That's for sure. That's for sure. And like virtually mirrored in the the modified section as well too. Like there was nothing between them. They like got into the last stage. I think again it was point seven of the second as well. And uh, it Rob Duggan, you know, uh, you know, got it there as well too. Like fantastic days rallying from you know the historics and the modified, and that was also right throughout the whole field. Like, you know, there was great battles going on right up and down the the leaderboard. So yeah, um, I think we'll hear now is from the modified guys here now as well. So Rob, um. You come back to uh, Killarney Historics this year. You couldn't let Kevin take the title for two years in a row. You had to nip it off him again this year. No, we let away with him <laughs> last year. He, we were away in Australia, so didn't get the chance to do the rally. So, um, yeah, look, we, we knew with the lineup that was there that started the rally, there was 10, possibly 15 people that could have won the rally. Uh, we all knew that there, that there was going to be a, a massive battle no matter who won it. But um, no, they, they they definitely kept us on our toes, and uh, yeah, it was nice to to keep the Clarny Trophy down here for for another year. But um, yeah, I'm sure they'll be going even worse next year now to try and get it back up the road to Donegal. 
That's for sure. That's for sure. And Kevin, you you run them close this year, like no gap this year. I thought you probably felt a bit more confident going into the event this year. <laughs> well, I suppose you like to just imagine you're not going to lose about thirteen seconds on a stage. I <laughs> hope, <laughs> <laughs> but that um, was it was interesting. But as, as Rob says, hey, there was a, a serious lineup of lads there. So I suppose you were just uh, hoping that all would work out you'd come out of the blocks as quick as you could kind of a job mm -hmm. and like you know Chris you haven't been out since Donegal was it hard to even you know in that first stage was there like a like almost blowing off the cobwebs in the first few mile it wasn't so bad Kevin we got, a, we got a couple of mile out in the harvest uh, a couple of weeks oh, yeah. before you know but uh, not definitely you know seat time's king when, you, when you're trying to compete and be at the top level there but now we settled in relatively well and you know it was but they added, they added challenge of, of the night stage, which I think everybody was looking forward to, and it you know it was everything, all the expectations were met there. So yeah, it was a great event in general. Yeah, like the, the night stage definitely brought a new dimension to the thing, and like that was a big effort by the club because like, you know it's not just a matter of you know as you were kind of thing. They had to put you know like, there was reflective boards, you know the marshals had to get extra trim, you know there was light galleries up, and even then you know the stop and start, you know it's, it takes a big effort and. It, in your opinion, do you think it was a, a worthwhile uh, thing to do? Oh, definitely. You know, it's it's one of those things that you don't see often in Irish tarmac events. It's coming into the forest through there a bit now, but it's definitely one of those things that, you know, when, when you hear about it, you're looking forward to it. And, you know, there's rumours of, of a rally or two with it next year again. And it definitely, you know, puts it an added dimension to the organisers, the level that they have to go to. Uh, and then, you know, couple in the, the amount of spectators were there on the night as well. You know, it was crazy all weekend and all day Saturday. And then, you know, the amount of people and, you know, the flashes of cameras and all going through the stage was actually unreal. It was, it was great. Mm -hmm. I think, Declan, you know, that, you know, it's almost something that you see in like a WRC and all that, you know, the brake discs glowing, the, you know, the cameras flashing and all that. Is that a nice buzz inside the car as well? Uh, it has most of the time, man, until you're six gear and you can't see far enough ahead of you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, it is, it is, it is different, like, you know, but uh, when you get up to speed, like, it's, it's, uh, it's difficult to see, you know, uh, maybe some of the boys had light bars and stuff on, but I only had a couple of spots, you know, they were grand, like, but when you get up to high speed, you know, it was, it was difficult enough to see ahead of you, but like, it's, it's uh, definitely different and, and, and uh, it was cool enough, like, to get, to, to get, to get to do it, like, Clarney's normally the only place that, uh, they do get to do night stages, you know, probably we've done them before, I suppose, in the many stages here in Donegal, but uh, no, it was good. It was it was different and like, a, as as Chris said there, like it, it takes a lot of work from the club to, to, to pull something like that off, you know, and, and uh, thank God it went well for me. Yeah, I think, Rob, you know, everybody is saying about the crowds this year, like Killarney, you know, your hometown and all that, great to see the, the, the reward being paid back, you know, the amount of work they put in this year. And you know the crowds and the ceremonial start. You know it's the start of Christmas in Killarney, really, isn't it as well? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the crowds were were well up even from the start ramp all the way to the finish ramp. Uh, the second last run there in, of Rockfield, the first run through was. I don't think I've seen crowds like it in a long time around, and it was that way all day. There was people popping out the hedges everywhere, and um, yeah, it's great to see. And I'm sure it's like everyone else. That's what we want to see. We want to. See a big crowd of watching and uh, try and entertain them with a, a good battle as best as we can. 
Yeah, and like you know, going back, like I was watching your interviews there with Kelly and Andy. Like after the first two stages, the head was down a bit, and you know, I think Jer had to have a word with you and get get you get it up again to go back out again. Yeah, definitely. Um, it was a it was a tough tough morning. We were going out the road from um, service, and the the window wipers packed up, and that was just kind of the start of the the bad reaction, but. Uh, we we got a bit of rain on the window, went out to the first stage and kind of said, look, we'll just go. And if there's a shower or rain, unfortunately, that'll be us. And we we, we probably won't be able to drive through it. But we kind of got away lucky enough. Um, we we got through the first three. We weren't a million miles away. We were tit, tit for tat for Kevin and Declan. Connor was that bit of up, up the road a small bit from us all. But... Um, at the end of the day, Connor spun on the, the third stage and it just brought it down very close again. So, just proved anything, anything was possible. So, we just kind of said, we go back to service, change a few clicks. We actually found out we'd have been steering rack as well, just when we got back to service. And um, we changed that and got that up and going and just decided, look, we go out and try again and we play around with the car a bit, see can we get it some way more comfortable. And yeah, we went out the first stage. I think we were we we put in a good enough time that we said, right, we can make some shape at this rally again and just kind of got the head down a bit and, um, yeah, just kind of went from there. Uh, we had a couple of other issues <laughs> during the day, but, um, yeah, thankfully, even Kevin pushed us and Declan and all the boys, they pushed us off the finish ramp to, to, to give us a jump with the car. So, yeah, it's it's only with all all these boys around the place. Okay, they, it just shows us all down to stage times. And we'd all help each other trying to, to get to the finish of any rally. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, I was on a tour up for a bit as well. So, thanks to Daniel McKenna for, for getting me back in the road. And, um, ah, look, it was, it, it was just good. The, the whole weekend was good from start to finish, rallying wise. Once it's a battle, I don't think you can get much closer. 0.7 of a second going into the last stage, trying to keep a Donegal man behind you. Sure. Not an easy task by any means, but, no. um, we tried our best. Yeah, and the Kevin, that we you know we should mention like, yeah, look, uh, Rob mentioned in there, Connor Murphy. Like, you know, this guy is only at the top table now for probably what a season and a half. He is once you know he is getting some real pace going there now at the moment. Oh, yeah. definitely, I Connor Connor had a couple of big big times. Like I suppose, I suppose even when we would have seen we come in through the 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 line that Connor when you Connor was going to be quick, but now even I didn't probably think I was we were going to be fifteen seconds down Tuesday. <laughs> So, but then I thought, well, Rob was uh, Rob was staying kind of in around us. The next thing, Connor, he was another bit up the road again. So, scratching was <clears throat> Connor was going class. It's the same thing, Clarney. I think Clarney does bring that pace. Like, um, like I suppose even us, we were we were happy. We kind of sharpened ourselves back up. Declan kind of gave us a right licking and done a goal in the harvest. So we were kind of happy to be back on the on the sharp end. And like, sure, how the whole day was there. Almost all swap play. It's all within ten seconds of everybody nearly the whole day, so it was class there. Yeah. I think Chris, that must be some buzz inside the car. Like three of you four of you really, and like ten, twelve seconds separating you all day. Like you can't afford to miss a note, they can't afford to miss like an, an apex of a corner. Like it's got so precise. Yeah, it has. Uh, you know, and I suppose like there's, there's more crack between the stages between the competitors there nearly is on the stages and slagging and the, the banter goes on between us all you know but it's like it's really enjoyable and it's great to be part of it 
Mm-hmm. And like you know, like it is, you know, we keep hearing about you know the way there's no man left behind. Like, and that's the same for everybody, whether you're you're, you're first in the road or twelfth in the road or wherever. Like, it's get every man to the finish of the rally. You know, we'll have the battle on the stages. Well, that's it. Like Rob forgot to tell you there, we did push him onto the ramp as well as off the ramp. There, but, you know, it's, <laughs> that's what it's all about. <laughs> <laughs> I remember was saying you're lucky you didn't get a ton kill and just pushed into the bitter. <laughs> yeah, I, it was very close. Just going for the finish ramp, I think. Uh, I'd say he was fairly tipped right, but after that, put the marker on it all day to be ashamed to break the bank for profit and uh, go for the finish ramp. But, uh, I'm very, very grateful of the push. So yeah, yeah it was good. for sure, for sure. And Declan, we spoke there, of, you know, at the 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 harvest. And you just, you know, you were a wee bit weary, you know, you knew you had good pace in the harvest and, and the fast net, but you were wondering, like, will it go to Clarney and will there be, you know, will there be a, a wee bit that I haven't got? I think you showed that you have the pace still yet. I, I were happy enough now the pace, like, it was, it was still, it was still a right bit off Connor Murphy, like, you know, and, and uh, you know, uh, it was close racing there at the weekend, that it, like, I think ourselves and Kevin and, and Chris, Came off a couple of stages there, maybe in the same second, like, and uh, no, it's nice to continue on into Killarney because, like, the, the pace always goes up that bit when you have all, you know, the, all the boys there, and, and uh, when, when the racing starts to get going, like, you know, one man starts pushing another man another bit, and it, it sharpens you up, like, it's, it was it was good crack now again. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, how, you know, how do you do that? Like, is it just pull the belts that wee bit tighter and just leave the brake in that wee bit later and put on the power that wee bit sooner? Is it just a, just a combination of a wee bit of everything? I only just have to, I don't know, yeah, I, it probably is, a, you know, leave the break, try and get your brake in that bit later and, and, and just keep the boot in for a wee while longer in places and stuff, you know, and, and, uh, you know, that's probably just, you know, when it when it starts to get going, like you have to you have to push it if you're getting you know, if you're if you're in the back foot, you have to push it on another bit, you know. Mm-hmm. I just I just can't get over how close you know, you can come off like a, a ten, twelve mile stage and be, you know, matching each other to to within a second like that is mighty racing. Aye, it at uh it leaves it exciting, like, you know, and and uh you know, uh, as I said, like it, you just kind of push that wee bit harder and try that bit harder the next stage, and and uh, and uh, good crack, like. Yeah, and like Kevin, you know, like you know, there was no gap this year, like, and I, I think that rally showed that Killarney's more than Mall's gap, but as you know, it's at the them other stages were every bit as good and if not better. Everybody was saying Mall's gap; they nearly preferred it that way running that way. I Mall's gap's a wild, funny stage, and I don't know if it's like. If Daclan or that would see the same, like I feel like some days you'd come off Mall's Gap, and it's kind of like when it's such a white line road. If somebody came off it ten quicker, or you were ten slower than the next man, you know you kind of you could see where you lost it. Or some of them other stages, you kind of feel like where did that go? You know, it's there's so many pinpoints and corners on the white lines. You you kind of get to the end and you nearly get to the finish line and you don't know if it was a good time or a bad time, you know, but okay, we love going up Mall's Gap by like it is. It is a, that's one of the best roads in the country. It is class. It's just that one when you put Rob and even like I'd say Connor and them by style, like it's just, it's hard to do it in a, in a way, but like we've done it enough times. I know my way up it. I just don't, I just couldn't do it without notes of that or, you know, I'm, 
that's just the reality. Like, but I've been I've been up the gap as much as I've been up roads and done it all. You know that kind of way. So, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. And like Rob, you know, like you are the 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 the, the gap specialist. What is it about that road? Like, I know it's on your doorstep, but like, is it in your opinion one of the best stages in the country? Ah, look, it's definitely one of my favourite stages, and I suppose that's evident evident enough by every fella. I suppose I spent long enough going up and down in Starlets when I was a young fella trying to get every line and every corner 100% right and uh, spent a fortune going up and down there and there's no there's no hiding it. I, I do know it like the back of my hand, but um, I suppose it's like anything, you still have to jump in and drive up there. And um, When the gap wasn't running this year, I was kind of saying, right, if I don't make some shape at this rally now and make it make some go trying to win this in a way, I said uh, everyone would be saying, oh, sure, it's all of Luke, it's all on him, all gap. So uh, when we were kind of down a bit after the first couple of stages, I was kind of saying, Jesus, we're going to have to pull the finger out here somewhere. And yeah, look, luckily, luckily enough, we did. But um, it was nice to get to win with no miles gap, just to kind of quieten it some bit in a way. But uh, I suppose every country still said that we're, uh, we're blackening stages around our place. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to take that with a pinch of salt. And, uh, yeah. Look, uh, yeah. <laughs> ah, look, I, I, I love Miles Gap. I, I I go up and down it every year. But when they said they weren't running it, I, I was I was happy with the club that mix it up and see with a couple of boys that was, would say that Arsha Miles Gap is on. There's no point going down there. Look, anyone can win it. Anyone can go up the gap quick. Dickton, Kevin, Connor, they're all not slow off Miles Gap. There's there's nothing they're going to take. Fucking yes, we might get away with ten seconds sometimes, but you won't get away with it the second time up there. They're always on the boil the, the the second time, and it's there's no let slow up there. It's not like anyone's going to run away with it. But um, yeah, we'll definitely be trying to coax them to bring it back for next year if at all possible. <laughs> for sure, for sure. And like then, you know, Carol Lake, you know, the amount of crews are coming off at the end of the stage and saying that's a fantastic stage there, going that way, the way that the corners tightened and all. And you know, it's funny that just running the stage in reverse can change the whole characteristics of it as well. Yeah, 100%. We actually talked about it during the rally. Uh, I, I personally said I like it the other way a bit better, but I think I think Kevin was saying it and one or two others were saying they actually like it the way it ran there. But like that, it was just a, a mix-up. Uh, I think I did it in 2013 in a Civic going that way or something and uh, I haven't been back that way since. And it's yeah, just through a, another spectacle to the rally that uh, leveled out the playing field that little bit more, so it was good. Mm-hmm, for sure, for sure. And Chris, like we mentioned earlier, while back, you know, about the ceremonial start and all, like that, to bring it into the town centre, we know we keep saying in this podcast about bringing rally into the people. Killarney do that in spades. They totally do. You know, it seems to be the start of the, you know, the Christmas festivities down there. And, you know, it's like a carnival, it's a festival. It's, you know, and I think that, you know, the, the on the Sunday, then after the rally, they turn on the Christmas lights. Like it's, you know the, the crowds about that town on 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 the Friday evening was crazy, um, and again, it's it's suppose it's something I think you know that other clubs are are, are leeching onto there with the garden ceremonial starts and stuff. But I think you know between between the historics and and, and the one in May as well and the, and the international like Clarney really but I've had mastered there at the moment. You know, and there's a lot to learn from it. Yes, for sure, that is for sure. And like Declan, you know that you know that is you're 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 confident now the pace is good and all is there any thoughts now going into 2024 or is it gonna pick and choose your events uh i'll probably I'll see what happens now but uh my line of work now at the minute it'll be probably uh it'll probably be killarney in may by the time i'll be fit to come at the shopping again you know mm-hmm. but uh 
that's probably the plan. Do Killarney and maybe a national rally or, or, or two, if at all possible, before Donegal. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll see then. We'll make a plan after Donegal then again. Yeah. I think it's already the, the thought process has already turned to Donegal and we're not even at Christmas yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's only six months now to Christmas the same but uh, no look at you that's you know I, I would like to be in Galway I'd like to be in West Cork but that's it's not possible so look at we, we we'll uh, we just look after every rally I suppose you're looking to see when you can go again like and, and uh, realistically speaking that's it'll be it'll be Clarny in May you know and uh you know, I would look forward to that anyway. Like, you know, Clarney's always class to come to, to rally in, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Kevin, like, you know, are you any thoughts for twenty twenty four yet, or is it can I get Christmas over you first? I well I think we can always nearly do this even though we don't plan it, um we kinda go to Galway because it's the first one and then West Cork's always a brilliant rally. We love going down there for Paddy's weekend and Clarney, we we always love going to Clarney, especially you see when it goes down to Castledown Bear, like uh, I think some of them stages down there are just kind of our class, like, but, um, so I always go to Clarny and then for Donegal always rolls up, maybe try and get a national in between it or something, seems to be the, <laughs> the way it's been up the year, so we'll probably carry that on next year, I would think, so. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris, Chris, you'd be happy enough with that plan? <laughs> ah, yeah, and then everything usually falls apart after Donegal. <laughs> 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 and Rob, from your point of view, like you know, you you don't really t- tend to commit to championships. You just seem to pick and choose the events you you, you want to do. And you know, you enjoyed your trip over to Belgium earlier in the year. Would that be something you would see yourself maybe doing a few more European events? Uh, yeah, it was a good week away. Fair, right? You have two cars outside the Ricky car and the Ellie car. But besides that, it was a great week. <laughs> Oh, it was good. It was just something different. And we were even talking about it the weekend, all of us, that if we were all committing to go somewhere, I think we'd all show up. And that's the the place where we all want to be. There's no fellow wants to be there when you're racing one or two leads. You want seven or eight leads there. But if two or three leads have mishap, you still have four or five to race or whatever. I think that's kind of the, the census between every one of us that it's the battles we want to go to. It's not, not so much the rallies, but um, I'll just kind of pick and choose I, I'd be thinking uh, I, I don't think I'll be in Galway uh, it'll be a, a bit of a push but um, I suppose like that I'll have to try and be out in Killarney again my my annual two events in Killarney every year mm-hmm. stay close to home is the only trick um, <laughs> but uh, ah, look I'd probably try to be out for Killarney again um, other than that if anything else pops up I, I'll see uh, we'll just get the car back together now and find out the, the couple of problems that are there with it and get them fixed and uh, see where we go from there. But um, I'd say it'll probably be March or April before I even think about bringing it out again and like that. So I'll just pick and choose after that. I'm, I've done the championships years ago and it's just kind of pick and choose now and enjoy it and go for a good race and go home and talk about it. That's kind of all we want. So thanks there to Rob, uh, Kevin, Chris and Declan. Uh, great chat there as always, you know. So, um, I said that before we, you know, at the start of this here, we caught up with uh, Derek James and Martin Brady. Derek coming over here, you know, new to Irish Turnpike, done a couple of days testing, well, a day and a, a wee bit of testing, and, and unfortunately broke down on the second stage. But like, go and be Martin, there's definitely talent there, and by the sound of things, he's coming back. So I think we'll hear from them. 
Uh, so basically, um, I mean, growing up in the U.S. as as a kid that that loves rally, you know, uh, my local rally was was Susquehannock Trail Performance Rally, and I grew up going to that every year. And uh, um, European rally was always like just that, you know, U.S. rally was here, and then European rally was like up here, and then Irish rally, you know, Irish tarmac rally was like above European rally. It's just you know, it's it's just kind of like the the mecca of of rally, you know, um, and the competition level is so high. And um, so to 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 get the opportunity, I, I came over to crew at this event last year with Kyle Tilly. And after the event um, and Martin was there, uh, we were having breakfast with Kyle and uh, um, at a hotel before our flights out. And Kyle offered up the opportunity for me to come over and drive. And um, I think my jaw hit the table and I look over at Martin and, and Martin kind of gave me this little smile. And uh, yeah, that that was it. I couldn't couldn't pass it up. So, yeah. And like Martin, we know the, the respect that Irish crews have in the American Championship. So it's nice to almost return that favor and bring one of them over this way and show them what we have here. Yeah, it was it was good last year. I mean, I had met Derek before the year days when Derek started out in his um, R2 Fiesta. So I knew of Derek's rally pedigree, but he had never, previous to Killarney last year, I think he had never been to Ireland before, certainly hadn't been to an Irish rally. And uh, yeah, as he describes it, we were having breakfast after the rally, um, you know, just reminiscing back and what a good rally it was. And in fact, it was Kyle's first Irish rally as well. And everyone on the team enjoyed it and Kyle said well you know we'll have to come back and when it was discussed to come back there was no question it was to come back to Killarney so yeah that's where we ran with it and uh, took us a year between one thing and another to pull it together there's a lot going on in the racing side of things for all of us so you know Derek works on the racing team as well and he did some rallies himself during the year so we you know we looked at coming back for Killarney in May, but that just didn't, it couldn't line up. So the next thing then was to come for the historics and we made it happen. Um, we came in a car that Derek would know, not, not a historic car, but a modified car uh, because we got that car for Rally Legend last year. Uh, you know, really good car, paddle shift, Duratec, a modified Mark II Escort, but not typical of what we would be used to here in Ireland with Millingtons and so on. It's a little bit different. Um, still, nonetheless, a very good car has been driven by such luminaries as Matt Edwards in the past. So it has it had good pedigree. Kyle and I took it to Rally Legends and had great fun in it. And the plan was to get it for Killarney. And that's that's what happened. Derek flew from the US, picked it up in the UK, drove it over, uh, brought it to Donegal, where it was looked over and got a little bit of reprep uh, ready for the event by Hanlon Motorsport there in Letterkenny. Drove it a little bit uh, last, I think it was... I don't remember the days because I came directly from the RAC <laughs> straight to the test. We did just a quick test in it. And then before we knew it, we were in Killarney doing recce. And I very much enjoyed that. You know, Derek has been an integral part of the rally team for us in the US. And he's always been there. He's always been in our corner. So it was nice to sit in a car with Derek as the rally driver. And we had good fun. We enjoyed recce, um, particularly Carol Lake. You know, uh, that's even for a tourist, that road is picturesque, uh, would be quite used to it myself from having rallied it many times. So it seems 
we view it just as as a stage, but you forget for a, a tourist like Derek, it looks wonderful. Uh, I spent most of the time showing him, uh, you know, that was Eamon Boland's corner. That was Ray Breen's corner. This is Alan <laughs> Ring's jump, you know, things like that. It wasn't, uh, there was no mention of the lakes or the mountains, but it was quite a picturesque morning, actually, even for, um, uh, even for me, you know, when I'm used to mountains here in Connemara and snow-capped mountains that we see at this time of winter and Derek very much looked look, like looking at the snow-capped mountains as we were going out to recce. He was quite picturesque and poetic recce, if I can say. <laughs> I think we actually had more turns with a name attached to it than a number. Yeah. Um, every time we said, oh yeah, in, in this year, so-and-so wrecked here and, and we can't go off there and... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that was a huge part of having Martin in the car as well, is like just the, the, the local knowledge. I, I I don't, it would be very, very, very difficult to come here without at least one person on your team that has, you know, some some previous Irish rally experience um, and to do anything at all, you know, without without that would be just, yeah, almost impossible. So. Mm-hmm. And the, yeah, just another wee thing I want to pick up on, it shows the mark of the man that Kyle Tilly is that was prepared to hand you a car, go and rally for that for the weekend. Like that's, it's not everybody will do that for you either as well. Yeah, yeah. Kyle is, uh, Kyle's a phenomenal person, really. Um, ever since I, I got to know him through work, I mean, I, I started just as a mechanic working for him, but um, we've, we've come to be good friends. And um, yeah, he's the first person there when whenever anybody needs anything he's the first person there um but on on top of that he's always looking to help people out and and you know make things possible and uh i i actually i i find it quite weird that so when the whole thing started um he said you know oh you'll take the escort and uh i was thinking he meant the historic car but no he meant the absolute monster of a car um and he's like no no no, you're not taking the historic car that means too much to me but I'll let you take the the one that has a lot more power and a lot more expensive bits and <laughs> and all that, which uh, is crazy to me. But but it makes sense to him, so I'm not arguing with that point whatsoever. Yeah. But and the the first time you get into that crazy car and put your foot down, like coming from a Fiesta, was it a bit of a culture shock? Uh, yeah, yeah, there was. <laughs> There was a lot. Um, I think there was a couple of four-letter words that came out of my mouth first. Um, you know, just how fast it is. And then um, on, on the paddle shift, like it was my first time with a paddle shift as well. And um, just, you know, you, you take off and the car kind of like settles down and, and you can just climb up through the gears and they're all right there just beautifully. You don't have to take your hand off the wheel. And um, Oh, it's just incredible. What an experience it is. Every every time I got to drive, and I didn't even do that much testing. Um, but I, I didn't feel I really needed to. Number one, um, you see people sometimes that test too much and then they have an incident, you know. Um, it's always that, you know, oh, one more run, and that's that's something you never want to say. So I pulled it in after a run and I, I I got out and I was like, you know what, I think. I think that's it before, you know, I still want to have a car for the rally. So uh, I think that's it. We're, we're good, but um, ah, it's just an incredible car, just an incredible car. And Martin, the guys at Hanlon Motorsport give you a car, set the car up for you. And, you know, that means a lot for somebody coming fresh into Irish tarmac that has a car below them immediately that they feel comfortable with. 
Yeah, and because even even for Derek, you know, coming from the US, there was still a parochial touch to it because Derek would have worked with Kenny in the US on Paul Rowley's car. So it was it was a very familiar fit. Uh, nobody had to get used to each other. So, you know, Derek knew how Kenny worked. Kenny knew what Derek wanted. So it was, yeah, it was very simple. It, it, it all just happened uh, very simply. And even as Derek alludes to there, you know, Kyle saying you can take the car. It was never an empty promise. It was always it's it's going to happen. And we knew it was going to happen. So that was good. I had a little bit of familiarity with the car from being in it before. But for Derek, yeah, it would have been a bit of a culture shock. Not least of all, just the little things like the paddle and that. But I have to say, I know we only got one full stage in, well, 75% of a stage in anger. And that's a whole other story. But we, um, Derek impressed me on how he drove. You know, guys never driven tarmac, never driven an escort, never driven something with that much power with the clock on him. Um, you know, slippy Irish tar, having never made notes for Irish tar before. And his notes are a little bit different, uh, I would say. I think some of his distances are a bit aspirational. <laughs> but we clicked into those that were fine. And there was one bit on the first stage where we had a, a particular section through a farmyard very well cautioned that it was, you know, it was slow and coming down to it. And we're halfway down the straight and Derek says, you know, I'm I'm losing brakes. The, the video's there for all to see. And uh, we all know that it had a happy end and he coped with it qu- quite well. There's not many people would remain as calm when you're heading into an Irish farmyard with plenty of uh, matter on the road, let's say, and, you know, walls of a silage pit and all those things knocking around you. And you haven't as much brakes as you like. So he was an absolute star and also an absolute star when he did realize that he had no brakes and it was never a question of, you know, losing his cool or anything like that. He was just cool as could be, you know, how long to go? We'll just drive this thing, you know, out of the stage. We're not going to do we're not going to do anything crazy. And that was great. And even when we I have to say, even when we retired, it was one of the more amusing retirements we had. You know, we had a warning come up in the dash and we knew there was a temperature problem. We later traced it to a water pump issue, but we weren't sure at the time. So it was straight away. Let's shut it down and we'll pull in here. You know, we don't want to we don't want to head into the unknown and damage something. And we pulled up beside an Irish family that were there, you know, a a mother and father and a little boy that were um, on the up on the hillside spectating. They came down to see us and Derek gave them a discussion on NASCAR. And I don't want to steal Derek's story because this is a brilliant story. And it it even it even got discussed amongst some of us down the back of driver's briefing. Derek, tell them about the hat and just how significant and how special and how American the hat was. So uh, pretty much all, all weekend, I had a uh, Dale Earnhardt senior hat that I was wearing around um, just to try and channel any kind of American motorsport energy um, over here in, in Ireland. And uh, I, I even whispered to Martin at one point, I said, I want to just be as American as I possibly can be this weekend. If I can just make at least one Irish person mad just by them looking at me and saying, oh, like, <laughs> that American, like, just <laughs> that American over there. So I, I was wearing around a senior hat, and uh, it ended up not really working out, you know, <laughs> much energy from it, but. But uh, I was I was proud to do so. And if you don't know who Dale Earnhardt Sr. is, uh, he is uh, um, he's redneck guy. 
redneck God, and then uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. is redneck Jesus to, to NASCAR folk uh, back in the U.S., which an, an Irish rally is is really um, your guys' NASCAR, you know, um, mm -hmm. so... Yeah, and like that, you know, that family that you know that was there from just for just pulled in. Like that's going to be a lifetime of memories that that wee boy is going to have. He's going to look back in 40, 50 years time and go, "There was this crazy American pulled in." You know. <laughs> I, I think to to that point, I think a lot of people didn't even believe us that, you know, I introduced Derek as you know this guy has come all the way from Pennsylvania. He works for ERA, works in the race team. Kyle has given us the car for this weekend. The people were, you know, like we met Kevin Kelleher, who's a, a good friend and a, a guy I've sat with. And he's sort of talking to Derek, but he's looking at the one side to me, like you've brought this guy to drive, you know, a two point whatever escort in Killarney in the winter for his first rally. <laughs> None of them could really believe. I, I don't think everyone thought the story was sounded a little bit bizarre. I don't think they thought we were telling the truth. And again, Derek can speak to that as to what some of the responses he got from people. Like Niall McCullough was another one, another historic guy. Uh, Niall, you know, who was a, a, a guy I've sat with before, Niall from OMA, um, more familiar to Evos and R5s. And he bought a historic escort and was wondering what, what he was doing, you know, sort of questioning the wisdom of, of it. And then I said, well, this guy's come from Pennsylvania and Derek will give you just a, a taste of some of the responses people were giving him. Well, so it actually was was very unsettling. Um, <laughs> not a single person was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Everyone gave me the craziest look when, when we explained to him the situation. Um, so when Martin was was giving me, you know, the 3-2-1 the before we start the stage, playing back in my head is just all of these, like, <laughs> crazy looks and the the what is about to happen you know like and and on top of that um w when we're going in to start the stage um there was some some stops here and there and um some people were coming back and they're like oh like it's a bit slippy and, and and that morning people were coming to me and they're like hey like it's really really slippery out there like you need to move your braking points back and all that stuff but i don't have any reference to like what my braking point would be anyway <laughs> like it meant nothing um but yeah it it, it didn't help so so dale Earnhardt senior was known as the the intimidator and uh i was quite intimidated um so the the, the hat didn't help me out there either <laughs> normally the hat would be on the other end of that but yeah uh, it was a lot it was a lot and the you know we often hear but you know the 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 Come up camaraderie between the you know the modified guys in Ireland and the historic guys and all that. Was there like a welcome there for you as well too? Oh yeah, everyone was was glad to have me out, and I, I you know I made quite a few friends. But um, still, on top of it, everyone was uh, was quite shocked that I was going through with it. Still, <laughs> even after all of the you know the the warnings, um, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And the, you, you got the test here in Donegal, actually, it was, you know, just a few miles up the road from where I'm sitting here now. Like, that piece of road can be quite intimidating because there's a bit of everything that there's, you know, it's fast, it, it, you know, it's, it's choppy. And, like, that was probably a good introduction. Like, whenever you drove that road for the first time, was it like, what have I let myself in for almost kind of here? Yeah. Um, so when we got up there, uh, we actually did two, two separate tests up in Donegal. 
Um, one on Wednesday and one on Thursday. Um, Wednesday, I didn't get much time in just because by the time we got up there and all that, um, it was getting dark. But it was actually icy. The road was the road was icing over. Um, so the first time I actually got to drive the car with with any sort of uh, anger, I was on ice, and the rear end like it, it was black ice at that, so you didn't really see it. And then, um, fortunately, I, I was able to do a quick little run out with uh, Colin O'Donohue. Um, he he also was was on our team. Um, and uh having him in the car and the whole time he was like oh yeah back off here back off here like like that's shiny that's not that's you know go left get get left here like trying to help me pick some lines and stuff and that was that was awesome so um yeah yeah it was uh but even even the test was intimidating but the bit of road we were on the second day um shorter um it was up up on like a windmill farm area. I'm sure you know exactly what I'm yeah. talking Well, mm-hmm. probably not. There was windmills and sheep, so that doesn't really narrow it down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's but, covered uh, a lot of Donegal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, were, we were up there on that road, and that was a lot of fun. That was a really great bit of road. So, mm-hmm. And, like, you know, you talked about, you know, uh, Colin and them guys, you know, stepping in to give you help and advice as well, too. Like it's not every sport that your your opposition will help you out as well. No, 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 no. Um, well, and that's something that I think you see worldwide in rally, like um, it, in maybe less at the top level, um, maybe more. I don't know. I've never been there. But uh, um, in rally, everyone's right there to help out all the time. You know, whatever you need. It's, it's a community um, to where. And I, I grew up doing some dirt track racing and stuff like that a bit. And uh, it that is very very different there. Um, no one's there to help you. Uh, it, you. You're against each other, and and at the end of the day, that's exactly what it is. So, but mm-hmm. and like Martin, you know, like that is probably as a thing that is prevalent right throughout rallying. Like the, the the saying goes, you know, you you race against the clock, you know, but whenever the the clock's ticking, sometimes friendship goes out the window. But it's nice to see that other guys are prepared to to help out Derek there when he was trying to find his feet. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, um, you know, when we were, uh, when we came out of the first stage and um, we were, you know, out of the car seeing what we could do about our, our brake issue, there was even people that stopped and asked, were we okay or did we need some help or, you know, other competitors just stopped where we were pulled in on the hard shoulder to check on us. And, and that was, yeah, that was, it's, I guess, what I'm used to here. You you would I won't say take it for granted, but you you expected it. Sort of, a, a, it's just how it is. And yeah, it was nice that there was that side of it that people, you know, wanted to stop and and help Derek, and people wanted to see him going. You know, we actually we ended up on. I have to say, we ended on. We started, let's say, not ended up. We started on the reserve list for the rally, and it took us a couple of days to click down. But I must thank the club and uh, one person in particular in the club that was, you know, letting me know at at, at every available opportunity. When someone had dropped out and how close we were to getting because they you know they had an appreciation of how far derek was coming and what he was undertaking to get there so yeah that was that was good of them um it shows the popularity of the event the the level of the uh, reserve list that they had and i think we've been in a bit of a golden month for historic rallying at the moment um you know with the rac it's it is very popular it's it's you know there's a light shone on it it's it's a little bit different um 
to other other rallying at, at different levels and it, it's bringing out the spectators because there was definitely a big big crowd in Killarney this weekend I would have to say it almost it seemed like it rivaled what what you would expect there to be there in in uh in May for the international so yeah it shows the the, the popularity of the event and and, and the, the place it holds in in the calendar it's a for me, it's the last rally of the year. I don't think there's anything else planned or anything else we can do. So it's it's a nice way to bookend the year. The fact that the rally runs on Saturday and you know people have a bit of time to stay on Sunday, um, so on. You know, you don't have to be work. You're not, you know, just leaving the rally and going back to work. So it's mm-hmm. it's a nice way to finish. And I have to say, great for the club the, the way they the way they they put it together. It was it was nice. Yeah, for sure. And like Derek, from your point of view, you know, you've tasted the the fine. Irish tarmac and it didn't last too long. Is there a desire there to come back and try again? Oh, 100%. Honestly, I, I, I'm i not even thinking about US rally right now. Um, I just want to come back over here. It's it's great. And the way, the way honestly, the, the way everything's organized and, and it's just the, the organizers here, I guess, would have a lot more experience because they put on a lot more rallies. And um, But the, the organization and the emphasis on safety here is huge, which really, um, uh, really is a big thing to me. Not that, uh, you know, um, ARA American rally association doesn't look at safety. Um, that's definitely not the case, but, uh, it, it, in the driver's briefing, I just to touch on this in, in the driver's briefing, they had a physician there to talk to us about, okay, this is what happens, you know, when you're first to the car, um, to an accident, you know, you, these are the steps you check for this, you check for that. Um, and they had PowerPoints to go over, you know, all of the different safety aspects, um, to where a driver's briefing in the U S is, you know, don't speed in transit, um, be safe, but you know, don't speed in transit. Don't do this. Don't piss off the locals to where here, the locals are so much involved that it, it, you know, they, they emphasize safety and, uh, it's just it, it's a different level and uh yeah awesome can't wait to come back excellent well thank you both very much for taking the time to join us it was an absolute pleasure thanks yeah, kevin and thank- I, again i just I, i've got to say thank you to derek yeah. for it was probably one of the best single stage rallies i've ever done <laughs> you know and i've done a few we we had a great blast and we even had a great blast on on recce and you know it has to be said from and to come and even just to recce in, in a right-hand drive car um, and then jump into to that car. He he did really well. He gave a great account of himself. And I look forward to when the stars align and we have an opportunity to do it again in the future. I, I, I know we will. Uh, Kyle's already been talking to us. You know, there was we were barely back in the service area and we both saw that we, we had been added to a group chat. <laughs> and the name of the group was Derek broke my escort. <laughs> okay, let's you know. Uh, right, let's let's go again. When when are you when are you going to do this again? Yeah, yeah. Um, I was, I was gonna say, yeah. The first message in that group chat was an opportunity to break his escort again. Yeah. So you, you must not be too upset. But yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, that, yeah. That goes back to what we said earlier. The mark of the man, you know, from these, but you know, straight away he's thinking, get this man back again, you know. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I know he was he was sitting on the on the pit wall in Sebring. The, the team had a race in, in uh, a historic style race in Sebring um, on Saturday when we were 
they were just, you know, would have been just starting for them. They would have been just up and he was already he was on looking for times and stuff like that. But he 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 didn't miss the opportunity to to, to make a joke out of it. I think we'll I think we'll keep that one for a while. Uh, I was very tempted to set up a website, www.derrickbrookemyescort.com. <laughs> Might happen yet. <laughs> Actually, we, 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 we yeah, we, we were going to. We, I, I did. I must say, I don't know if Derek has has noticed it yet. As he Derek's driving the car back to the UK before he he flies back to the US, we, I may have written something along those lines on the back of the, uh, the 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 trailer. We did consider. We thought for a moment of a writing, and I leave you on this note. We did consider writing "dead escort" inside <laughs> on the back of the trailer, but that just might get him pulled over. We might get a, an extra special search if we wrote that. So we didn't. We wrote something else a little bit more sanitized. I I, I took a quick walk today uh, to get some lunch. And uh, on the way back, if you're driving in, I, I, I'm in Swords, uh, north of Dublin, and there's a roundabout there. And if you're driving around the roundabout by the hotel that I'm at, um, it is very clear what the back of the trailer says from across the road. You <laughs> big letters broken escort inside um so at least no no thieves would would steal it because it's already broke but yeah there you go theft prevention i knew there was a reason for it yeah. Yeah. so thanks to martin and derek there um you know what can we say this ken tellyman a legend you know like he wants the the two guys back in the car again soon so i think that's going to be one worth watching you know so that was a clearly historic rally special uh, until the next time, take care, speak soon, and bye!